Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? Let's figure it out together. This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. What are we doing? That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the podverse. Hello. Welcome to the Turning of the Bones podcast. My name is Colby Marie. How are y'all doing today? How is it going? I hope you're doing well wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life. I hope hope it's going well. I hope you're getting a little break. Um, I know I could use one. I had a pretty intense week personally and emotionally, so really happy to be carving out this time to have a chat with (laughs) y'all. Yeah, Um, welcome to the Turning of the Bones podcast. I'm Colby Marie. Just sitting here in my makeshift laboratory, my studio. I've got the pillows up on the doors, my makeshift soundproofing, trying to mitigate any external sounds. Just going to keep trying to build this podcast. Really excited to be here today. Um, Went for a run this morning around a couple lakes here in Denver down in uh, South Denver Wash Park. It was really quite glorious. It was, uh, yeah, the sun was out. Still kind of cool spring weather here. Definitely feels like the mountain, the snowy spring air up in the mountains is blowing down still. The sun's kind of eating things up. Flowers are blooming, like I said last week. The tulips are up. I have a new plant, very excited, I'm continuing to water and work in my garden, eagerly awaiting my seeds to sprout. I've got three starters that are up, Um, some squash, really excited, they're looking healthy and strong, and I have a new plant in my room. I have a north-facing room so I don't get any direct light, and I have a ZZ plant which really cracks me up. Um, when I was little, the band ZZ Top was quite popular. I think as a child, I was obsessed with. They had a lot of cool cars in their videos. They had a lot of hot rods. Uh, definitely, now that I'm thinking about it right now, I never put this together. It definitely sparked my interest in the desert. I absolutely adore the desert. Um, One of the reasons I moved to Colorado 20 years ago was its proximity to Utah, New Mexico, Nevada, um, Wyoming, and Colorado itself is uh, a high desert. We don't have a ton of biodiversity here. 
But in those ZZ Top videos, there was like the proper desert, you know, the the lone road and the towers and the canyons. And I just remember as a kid being really intrigued by the images in those videos. So now, instead of ZZ Top, which musically, I'll have to give it another go. Maybe I'll listen to some ZZ Top this afternoon. But uh, I've got ZZ Plant in my window repotted in a really pretty green plant or green pot um, it is a very green plant because I learned that the greener the leaves um, the less sunlight they need and this could be way off but it's a little bit of information that I picked up from a really lovely plant store owner um, near my last apartment in North Denver. I think I mentioned I lived off the interstate and there was a there was a little taqueria and next door this really beautiful human opened this plant store um, and I went in he gave me some information. It was really nice. I like talking to people about plants. Um, he told me some of the best ones would be the ones with greener leaves. So I got ZZ Plant from a low light plant section in a store because it had the greenest leaves that I could find. And now I can sing to it. People go crazy about a sharp dressed plant. <laughs> um, so yeah, here we go. What are we going to talk about today? I'm not totally sure. I had a bit of an emotional week. Um, just had a lot of things come up for me. Uh, reached out to my therapist, tried to schedule a, a session to check in and get some extra support. Felt like my normal routine mental health practices weren't quite getting me through this one. Been feeling some frustration, some confusion. Some of my relationships, I feel like communication's been really hard this week. Um, and I, I noticed as it went on, um, it was just taking more and more of my energy. I was living more and more in my brain and in my thoughts. Um, I kept up my meditation practice. I kept up my morning workouts. <clears throat> um, yeah, and it just didn't seem to be kind of clearing itself up. I had some conversations with the people that uh, I was struggling internally with. Um, you know, my projections about them, my fears about them. Um, it was just kind of having a hard time discerning up from down, which I think can happen from time to time with people. I think for me, it's it's been a long journey to learn how to trust my gut when I don't like something. It's just been a long journey learning how to speak up. For myself to uh, I think I mentioned make requests uh, state my needs um, stand up for myself and the things that I care about um, yeah because inside of the uh, the animal inside of my body right like uh, I typically go to I don't know if y'all are familiar with the the terms fight flight freeze or appease. Um, appease can be interchanged with fawn. Um, but it basically 
Um, you know, when you, you sense a threat, you either fight, you run away, you freeze and hide, or you fawn. Um, and fawning, a great example of fawning is my wonderful dog, Lily. She is an absolute delight and love. Um, she teaches me every day about patience and kindness and joy and um, listening. I love watching her just be a dog. I take her into the woods or let her off leash in larger grassy areas. And I love just trying to learn how to listen better, like listen how she listens and just watch um, just watch her behavior. She's great. So anyhow, I, uh, <laughs> a good example of Fawn is she is such a sweetheart. Um, and very submissive. Um, she just hasn't ever met a stranger. She hasn't met a dog she didn't like or a person. I often joke, you know, that she would probably hop in a car and leave with somebody else. Um, she'd be sad, I'm sure, but she just loves people. She loves dogs and even more aggressive dogs. She doesn't uh, run away. And it's been really beautiful to watch how she kind of wins over more aggressive dogs by she'll do this mixture of freezing. You know, she, she quits moving, quits making whatever the dog thought was a threatening behavior. And then she'll just roll on her back and stay really still. And I think the the fawning the 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 making the other animal happy is kind of the example of what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and I do that all the time. I just I'll make people happy. I won't stand up for myself. I'll put their needs over mine. Um, it's not uncommon um, for people with childhood trauma. It's one of one of the responses you can have tend to run away um yeah and so it's been it's been a challenging week so i i want to continue to learn how to advocate for myself you know the stuff i used to help my students in high school do you know hey you know instead of yelling at you know miss jameson um you could you could ask her if you could get up and walk around, um, you know, like just advocating for your needs. Um, it's a huge thing. We don't really teach people how to do it. We kind of teach people how to suck it up, work, you know, between your breaks, between your lunch break. Don't, don't complain. Don't rock the boat. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a week for me, so I'm not really sure where I'm going to go, I, I kind of prepped something on parables and fables and myths and legends. Um, but when I sat down this morning, it was really stressing me out to talk about. I really <laughs> love myths and legends and fables and parables. And um, ever since I was little, I just I think they're fascinating and maybe I'll revisit that in another podcast. Um, but what kind of came to mind last minute when I was on my run this morning was kind of, I think I got through this week. Um, I got through this week by setting small achievable goals. 
Um, and there's a really great saying that I learned when I was going to Alcoholics Anonymous. And the basic gist was, you know, we all get twisted in our britches. We all get bent out of shape, and especially addicts, and especially people with trauma. You know, it's um, our nervous systems are exhausted. Our brains just run laps. We have anxiety. We may have suffered from bouts of depression. And, you know, I think anybody can probably relate to this, given this last year, you know, the pandemic, um, you know, I would say the political crisis that we're witnessing here in the United States, um, you know, late stage capitalism and um, the threats to democracy, the, the social justice um, concerns, the police brutality on uh, black, indigenous and people of color. Um, it's just been the, it's been a hell of a year. I mean... When I was little, I used to, you'd study, you know, the big wars in school, you know, and they teach you that before you have a frontal lobe, which I don't really think makes a ton of sense because you can't understand why those lessons are important. Um, but it's really, it's given me a profound respect for what my ancestors have gone through and what everybody's ancestors have gone through. Like, I think my reverence for the traumas that all people have endured to one degree or another, you know, I'm not <clears throat> trying to say that everybody's had the same level of hardship. That's just not true. Um, but to varying degrees, everybody's family has experienced and been through hellacious things. Um, and living through this pandemic, I think I have a deeper reverence for that. I think that um, you know the the idea that my grandparents were children during the Great Depression um, when there was so much scarcity and um, when your basic needs were really it, it under threat when your basic needs are under threat, um, you know, I've talked about fear, you experience fear. Am I going to be fed? Am I going to have a place to live? Um, and that trickles down, you know, parents, am I going to be able to feed my children? Um, and this goes on today with poverty in, in lots of countries, but I think, you know, in America, um, yeah, there just been there'd been a long time, especially I think probably more so for white people. You know, I think black people have endured and indigenous people have endured hellacious things since since the Spanish came over and since the Europeans followed. My ancestors followed the Spanish, um, and so I think that for some people, it's been a continuous hell and they're uh that's probably a good reason why you know i think so much of the wisdom that i received from 
brown indigenous and people of color resonate so deeply for me is like they they have the collective wisdom and it's been passed on and shared of how to endure these hardships but you know this year has been really challenging i don't think that i had any understanding <clears throat> pardon me i don't think i had any understanding of what a collective trauma was like you know i had had shared experiences of trauma um, with individuals, whether it was family members, whether it was friends, uh, people I was in a car accident with, um, but I, I had never experienced a collective trauma. And so I just, all that to say, I think this year has been extraordinarily challenging. Um, and I think I've gotten a deeper respect and reverence for what it meant for anyone to survive you know world war one world war two the great depression the dust bowl slavery uh japanese internment camps the holocaust um the transatlantic slave trade the continued I would say disrespect that uh, indigenous people in America have faced, uh, lack of resources. I think I've just I've, I've gained a deeper reverence for honestly how fucking hard it is to survive. you know So if you're listening to this, you know, <laughs> thanks. Thank you for for making it. Thanks to your family, thanks to your ancestors. Um, it's been hard and so the thing that I learned is in Alcoholics Anonymous um, you know when you're spiraling out of control mentally or emotionally um, when you're not feeling well um, when you don't know the right thing to do you know that can be an overwhelming question like, what's, what's the right thing to do? What am I supposed to do with my life? How am I supposed to handle my friendships or my relationships with my challenging father or my uncle or my whoever, this friend, that friend, my partner, this partner, that partner, um, my ex, whoever, you know, when you don't know the right thing to do, you can do the next thing right. And kind of slowing down and just taking a minute to take a deep breath and pause and ask yourself what is the next right thing you know uh, it doesn't have to be dramatic or grand or the conversation you've always been waiting to have or the thing you've always been waiting to say it can be going to the bathroom it can be washing your hands it can be sitting outside for a couple minutes it can be having lunch it could be petting a dog it could be hugging a family member it could be crying it could be sitting alone for me 
pausing and asking myself, you know, what's the next thing I can do right? What's the next thing I know how to do? Um, I was chatting with my mom a while ago and she told me this really great story about a friend um, she was talking to and this friend I think had had a, a long night the night before you know maybe a bottle of wine who knows but uh, <laughs> that friend wasn't feeling super well and the way my mom put the same wisdom was uh, she learned from her friend, her friend, my mom asked her friend, Hey, what are you going to do today? And her friend was like, uh, Oh, you know, I feel awful. So I'm only going to do things I know how to do for sure. Um, so for me this week has been a lot of, uh, trying to do the things I know how to do for sure. Um, I knew how to brush my teeth in the morning. I knew how to boil some water, knew how to drink some hot water, knew how to sit and meditate. Um, I knew how to go exercise, even though I really, <laughs> really, really didn't want to. Sometimes you don't want to. Um, but that commitment I made to myself to stay off the cigarettes is uh, still, still going. I'm still going strong. I haven't had a cigarette in a couple of months. Still using the nicotine lozenges. I knew how to to not have a cigarette, you know, sometimes it was hour by hour, but I knew how to do that. I knew how to take my dog for a walk. I knew how to make a sandwich. I didn't make anything complex to eat. I knew how to microwave leftovers. I knew how to water my garden. Um, and this feeling of, it was a bit of dread you know, there was a bit of dread in the morning for me. This feeling of overwhelm would kind of start to dissipate the more I just did the next thing right and set small achievable goals. You know, I had the goal to do a podcast today and get it out by Friday. That's a commitment I have to myself and I wanted to keep it. And so I did some prep. And even if it felt like I was going down a huge rabbit hole, of, uh, refreshing my brain about the differences between fables and parables and myths and legends and trying to find the perfect one to to share with my audience that was gonna illustrate you know what I've been trying to build to you know I'm a teacher I want to <laughs> I'd like to get a point across I'm an educator um, but the truth is you know and I learned this teaching in high school you don't always know how the day is gonna go you don't know how you're going to show up or how your students are going to show up. You don't know how the conversations are going to go. And so here we are just chatting about doing the next thing right. Having a little chat about small achievable goals. Um, and so for me, I really... That really helps me when I don't feel grounded and I feel like my brain's running away from me and I can't get to the root of my fear. Because um, sometimes they stay hidden. Sometimes it's it's a process, not an event. Um, you know, in meditation uh, or, you know, in, 
in my spiritual practice, it's referred to as practice. You know, did you, you'd ask somebody who is familiar, hey, how's your practice going? How, how'd your practice go this morning? You know, oh, I'm practicing every day. Um, and I'm practicing over and over and over again. And what we're practicing for might be a topic for another conversation, but you know, <laughs> I'm just practicing every day to be ready for the conversations I'm supposed to have when I'm supposed to have them. Uh, not unlike most people, I, I, I find myself fairly challenged and sometimes downright pissed when I'm uncomfortable, um, when I'm uncomfortable emotionally and I can't journal about it or meditate it or, you know, drop in and feel like, you know, where does it live in my body? Is this a, a story that I'm carrying from my childhood? Like I get really bent out of shape when I can't when I can't solve the puzzle that seems to be most pressing. Um, I used to hate puzzles. Uh, and this, this Christmas I did a couple with my sister and it was a really delightful experience. And while we were doing them, I started to have this thought that like, you know, there's this moment where your brain hyper fixates on like a part of the puzzle, at least my brain. You know, you do the easy pattern, right? You do the edge. Uh, the easy pieces to recognize and then you start working on other easy pieces and then then the the less obvious ones fill themselves in I, I noticed for me I would hyper fixate like where's this one piece and I'm looking at a pile of you know 200 pieces for the edge to whatever it was I can't even remember a flower um, this one little blue flower and I'm looking for like a piece with a little green on one corner that has an opening on this side and I would just get so stuck looking for a piece and then if I got up and walked away and came back or started working on a different piece you know started working on a, a different edge eventually that other piece would just kind of reveal itself and I feel like you know for me when I get stuck emotionally or something's challenging, a lot of times trying to not give it attention really helps. Uh, it really diffuses and gives my brain, gives my breath, gives my heart um, and my soul and my body a chance to kind of recalibrate and let what needs to happen happen. Because usually you know usually I know what to do and when I I really get panicked when I don't <laughs> honestly so um, I think small achievable goals are what got me through this week and when I was going for my run this morning it really seemed to be kind of a theme that that stood out from my life this week was that showing up and continuing to do the small achievable goals was going to yield the results that I that I wanted um, which was really just simple stuff like I wanted some internal peace I wanted some some harmony and clarity 
in my relationships where I felt a lot of confusion and felt like um, all parties were being confusing. Um, and so that was kind of was kind of my week. Uh, it was it was it's been a wild ride, I would say. <clears throat> And as a, as a high school teacher and a special ed teacher, I think it's, it's, it makes me laugh that the things that I would do every day for somebody else, I forget to do for myself. So if I was working with a student on a reading goal, I would never set the goal. Um, you know, I, w I would figure out where they were. But I would never, I would never tell them that the goal was, I want you to read this whole book, tell me the theme, the literary allusions, the literary techniques, the uh, identify the tone, reflect on how the author's position influenced their narrative. Um, I would never come up with a super complex goal for somebody who's struggling to decode a sentence. Um, I would set small, reasonable goals like, hey, you know, and we would see where it would get them, you know. We would, we'd, hey, today we're just going to work on... Um, you know, sentence with clauses or sentences with a comma or sentences with a conjunction and do something simple. I would, I would break it down really simply because if I gave them the huge goal up front, it would be too overwhelming. I don't think any of us do well when we set too high a goal or expectation for ourselves, and this week I was doing that you know I just I wanted absolute clarity I wanted absolute clear directive on what I was supposed to say so I wouldn't be uncomfortable um, and so I set my goals too high and I would never do that for another person um, I was having a conversation with a roommate this week about his dog um, and and the the poor the poor pup had cut its foot about a month ago and couldn't go outside and had a booty on and had a cone and it was you know just not and this is a dog that could probably run outside all day and it just it wasn't getting what it needed um it wasn't getting the exercise it was getting bored and it was it was really challenging for my friend and roommate but to watch the dog kind of regress behaviorally, right? Like the dog had started going to the bathroom in the house again, which was really confusing. Um, and we were talking about it, and as we were talking, um, you know, trying to solve the problem together, um, there was this idea that like, oh yeah, it would be cool if the, if the pup could ring a bell and let us know when when she needed to go out so and i was sitting there thinking about it and i was like 
well, that, that's a pretty big goal for a dog. You know, if I, if I broke that down for my dog, like, what would I have to teach my dog? You know, Lily, my pup, she sits by the door when she wants to go out, which is pretty good. But I was like, wow, it would be like months and months for me to teach her how to ring a bell, like to go from sitting by the door. I was like, I'm going to have to teach her. I'm going to have to see if she likes bells. I'm going to have to find a bell. I'm like, this is going to be a lot of work for you. Um, you know, it seems like the peeing is really, you know, stressing you out. And we both share the value of like using positive reinforcement. Um, you know, shoving a dog's face in urine or poop, unless you catch it in the act of doing it, shoving its face in it is just cruel. Dogs have like a five second memory. They're, they don't associate, if the dog pees downstairs and wanders upstairs and you yell at it, it just thinks that it's like, it's just wrong for being in the room. It's just gonna increase the anxiety for the animal. Um, so if you're doing that, if you were raised like I was, um, uh, partially, I was partially raised that, you know, animals are animals and livestock's livestock and they should bend to our will. Like my dad was just really cruel to animals. Um, he's gotten softer in his old age. He had a couple cats, I think that broke him down. But when I was growing up, I just never, I didn't witness that across the board. And I, my first dog, I was really hard on, you know, I was a much harder dog owner than I am with, with Lily. And so my roommate and I were talking and the, it seemed like, you know, how, how to, how to give this dog the positive reinforcement to help it remember, because it knows how to go to the bathroom outside. It, it, it hadn't had accidents until it cut its foot. Um, but the boredom was really messing with it. And so we talked about it and I was like, I just had this flash. I was like, oh my God, like if this dog was one of my special ed students, would I set, if I wanted it to quit going to the bathroom in the house and that was my goal, you know, I'm thinking about a goal. Okay, do I need to create a harder goal? Like I need the dog to ring a bell or like what, what are the small steps between where we are now and helping a dog go to the bathroom outside. The dog already knew it. And it was like, oh, let's, you know, what if, what, what if the dog just had like a different routine? You know, it, if, if you tried to take the dog out every two hours, like it can't run, it's probably bored out of its mind. It's a really athletic dog. What if, what if you just, and my roommate had this idea. What if I, he was like, what if I just take her out every two hours? And I was like, that, that, yeah, cool. That sounds great. What, you know, if, if we want to teach him to ring a bell down the road, cause it's cute or whatever, let's do that. But like, uh, and like within two days of, you know, at least my experience of watching them, cause we're all locked inside still cause of the pandemic. Um, I don't think the dog had another accident and the dog reached its goal you know the owner got its goal <clears throat> not having the dog go to the bathroom in the house anymore by setting you know by do putting putting a small achievable goal in and I was like wow yeah and I forget that all the time for myself um it's really like 
a beautiful part of being a human and a really challenging part is how much we forget. Um, you know, I can forget huge chunks of things if I'm in like a flow state and I'm just experiencing, you know, playing music or something and I'm just like lost in the playing of the music and I forget that there's suffering, I forget that people have bad days, I'm just like lost in this melodic flow of uh, creation and I forget that I was born, I forget that someday I'm going to have to die, I forget that everybody I love is going to die and leave and like all of a sudden I'm like lost in this blissful moment. On the other side, we for I forget, and I think we all do this, we forget uh, simple things. Like set small goals, small achievable goals. When you don't know the next thing to do, do the next thing right. And I think the next thing to do right now is to take a break. I'm going to take a look at my timer. Um, try and keep these episodes a little bit shorter. So I'm going to insert a break. If someday there's an advertiser here, but for now, I think you're just going to get to enjoy the sounds of me petting my dog, Lily. Hey, baby. Oh, sweetie. Hi, girl. What's up? Hi. Well, How's the belly? Oh, yeah. Did you have a good run this morning? You want to go to the creek later? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's a good, who's a good girl? For my sweetie. So that was a little break, a little dog pet break. Uh, wow, aren't, aren't dogs just really great? Uh, I know they're huge responsibilities, but wow, they really, they really just fill our lives up with a lot of joy. Um, when I didn't have animals or, or pets, there was about 10 years there I took a break. I absolutely adored seeing my friends with dogs. Um, and I've even, I've even become a little bit of a cat lover. When I was when I was younger, I, <laughs> I was extraordinarily allergic, extraordinarily allergic to everything. I had one of those uh, allergy tests, and they pricked my arm with like a hundred needles. Um, like I remember looking, like I still have this memory in my head, in my body of like looking down at my little arm when I was a kid and just seeing all these little bumps and like, um, I'm not at all surprised that I like tattoos or getting them now. I was uh, prepped for that at a very young age. Uh, but uh, yeah, I even like cats now. I find them, I just have to wash my hands. I've been lucky that a lot of my allergies, I think the more I've gotten on top of my health and my diet, the, the better my allergies are. And so I can pet a cat, which is really an enjoyable experience. So if you have the chance today, you know, maybe it's bird watching, maybe you don't want to get too close to animals, maybe you had a bad experience with a dog, but uh, I think they're pretty great. So to all the pets out there that are, that are getting us through this pandemic, thank you. Um, I absolutely love it. I love talking to my dog. I love giving her pets, I love cuddling her in the morning. Um, 
think it's really funny when I was younger and running a lot of the social and uh, ancestral conditioning that I got um, from society and I, I thought I needed to be like the alpha you know I, I needed to dominate my dog my dog needed to listen to me and it's kind of funny I see this guy at the park every morning working with this uh, German Shepherd and I kind of wonder a lot of days if maybe it's getting ready to be a police dog but uh this dog is like regimented and it, it's getting like I've seen the person be pretty hands-on with it a couple times and uh, I used to be like that when I was younger I used to be a lot more tightly wound um, I wanted to my dog needed to listen to me it couldn't get in my bed I had all these you know things that I thought were true that just weren't you know I had all these absolute principles um, they were really just kind of they limited my access and my ability to enjoy things and so I'm happy to report that Lily gets to get in the bed every morning and we have delightful snuggles uh, it really helps my nervous system be around another nervous system have somebody to care for have somebody to talk to so if you're having a rough time go take a look at that go take a look at an animal pet a cat pet a dog call a friend if you don't have one ask if you can hang out with them they're just really delightful little teachers I mean Lily teaches me something every day um, she helps me do the next thing right because I know that twice a day I need to take her for a walk or she's gonna get a little mischievous she needs a lot of exercise she's a German Shepherd and Husky and she'll get into some shit if I don't if I don't keep her entertained she needs a lot of a lot of mental stimulation physical stimulation she needs touch she needs love she needs food and you know not unlike me so go love an animal today try to do the next thing right thank you for tuning in to this episode of turning of the bones I'm so happy to be working on this project Oh, I totally forgot to uh, to promote myself. We'll do that right now. We'll do that at the end today. So this is a listener-supported, crowd-funded, personal experiment and being self-employed and doing my own thing and talking about the things that are important to me that have helped me in my life. Uh, I dreamt up this podcast little over a year ago maybe two year and a half two years ago uh, I was listening a lot to the blind boy podcast if you have a chance go listen start at the beginning they're really great uh, but I just got this idea I was like you know I can I can just try to offer something nice a little break in the storm for people um, could do something I like which is helping others so I hope you get something from this podcast so if you are getting something from this podcast please uh, head over to www.patreon.com backslash turning of the bones uh, you can go over to my website I've got a new blog post up that's www.turningofthebones.com um, 
And if you can, donate. It's so appreciated. I, I can't even tell you how much it means to see that people are starting to support this with a little monthly contribution. Uh, got some friends and family members that are... Uh, it's just really encouraging. Uh, a lot, a lot goes into creating one of these. To, for me emotionally and personally, for putting myself out there. To, yeah, potentially failing in front of all of you, just failing gloriously. Um, I like to joke that I learn most things by failing, but sometimes failing isn't fun. So, this is a, uh, at times a really stressful endeavor. A really nourishing endeavor i wouldn't change it for the world so if you can please support the podcast um and if not me you know support support another podcast you're getting something from a lot of work goes into these um especially the smaller ones people people giving this a shot like i said i can't promote the blind boy podcast enough i love his cadence, his ass, the way he speaks. I said his ass, that's hilarious. I stopped before I finished saying assonance. I've never seen Blind Boy's ass, I wouldn't know. But uh, good on you if you have a nice ass, Blind Boy. Um, probably do, you work out. Anyhow, uh, please, please support the podcast in whatever way you can. Recommend it to a friend. Uh, follow it on Spotify. Uh, give it a like over on iTunes. Um, yeah, share it with a friend. Leave a review on iTunes. All that stuff really helps build this base, this foundation for this thing that I hope to continue working on. Not sure where this is going to take me, but definitely feels right today. I carved out some time this morning to sit down and have this little chat with you. So thank you so much. I'm going to have a little sip of my coffee and say fare thee well my friends uh, look forward to having another chat with you very soon bye now